Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, a lot of good news here. It's a Scotty's Vodka Red Bull Friday. Going into a three-day weekend. A lot of good news there. Um... B, I think you'd appreciate this. My boy Ed Mathers says, you better find those spoons. Lauren's probably right. He's probably right. Um, 100%. uh, Brian also presented us with drinks called a medicine ball that he thinks will cure my head cold and cough. That's what I was told. Is there booze in this? I don't think there's booze. It's from Starbucks. (laughs) So It's very hot. Oh, my God. And very sour? What is that? Have you had a sip? Did you get one of these? Um, yeah, I got one, but I haven't tried it yet. Take a sip of it. There's some. There's an active ingredient in landfill. Is it lemon? It's something lemony. I'll try one more. Got to mix it up a little bit, Jay. All right, second sip was better. Maybe all the lemon was on the top. Yeah. I would love if this thing cures me. I'm so annoyed by this per- Perpetual cough that I can't shake. Well, we're working on it, man. Working we're working on it. On it. Um, trying to get you right. Now, one dude who's also working on it, trying to get right, Joe Witt Jr. Um, I want to start off the top. I People, I think, misunderstand directness for, like, being feeling disrespected. I don't think at all... Did Joe Witt feel like he was wronged when he was asked, why is now the right time for you to be a D coordinator? Mm -hmm. But I also feel like he clearly thought he was ready for this gig for years now. He said as far back as 2015. Uh, Joe Witt was asked, why is now the time for you to take over and run your own defense? Number two, Landini. (laughs) That's a funny question to me. Uh, I've been coaching in the league for 18 years. Okay, I see a lot of these young guys get opportunities years, years, years prior, and nobody really questioned them. You know, what I'm saying um, I've been ready, and just the opportunity now has come with Coach Quinn. But a question of my ability to call defense, to structure a defense, uh, to do that, I have full, full confidence in that. I love that. I'm with him. Um, he's probably right, and there's probably. Unfortunately, some element of race involved there, too. Like, I mean, if you just look at the numbers, black guys don't get 
job offers at the same rate as white dudes. Like yeah. that's just reality. Mm-hmm. And and hopefully that's changing over time. And I think the numbers would suggest it is. Maybe it's going too slow. Whatever. But I just loved the confidence. Like, nah, man, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the only way to approach it. I do think. I just want to let him talk about the violence because you know what football teams need to play with? Violence. Violence. Number three, Landini. Uh, one thing I could tell you, um, like Dan said, is more about the play style than anything else, okay? We're going to get that right first. And, and one thing that we're going to do, we're going to be a run and hit defense, all right? Uh, we're going to run. And, and, and I just told this to our staff, the defensive staff. We had our first staff meeting. Um, the way that we live is not for everybody. Okay, it's not all right because we're going to run and put our bodies on people in a violent manner. All right. And so we're going to get that play style right first. All right. And then the structure of what we do um, don't really don't really doesn't really matter. You know, three, four, four, three. um, Everybody really plays the same coverages to some point. All right. Uh, The structure doesn't matter to me. The main thing that matters to me is are we going to be arriving violently? All right, and we're going to turn the ball over. All right, we're going to make sure we disrupt these quarterbacks. That to me sounded a lot like what you said. You know, football coaches are like rappers; everybody steals from everybody. Yeah, and dude, you get really caught up in the four three three four whatever. Like, at some point, it's about. We talked about this. Don't you get to a point where no matter if you're playing four three three four, are you playing hard? Are you playing rough? Are you are you making things happen? Because remember when Shanahan came here, he said, "I want to have, want to run the three four because it gives me a chance to have more linebackers, which makes my special teams better." Didn't happen though, did it? Well, dude, <laughs> I think about. There were, I, I can't remember what game it was, but it was late in the season. Jamin Davis made maybe the best play he had made all year, mm-hmm. where he came up. Shedded a linebacker, uh, shedded a fullback, I want to say. Maybe it was a pulling guard. And then stuffed the TFL, got the back in the backfield. Right? And it was great. And then the next play, Jamin Davis had an opportunity for an open field tackle to force a punt. Missed it. Missed it. First down. Like, that, those two plays in sequence have nothing to do with formation. They, they have nothing to do with base defense, it's just about making a play right. and, and mentally being ready to bring that every play. And, and I think that is what Wit will kind of demand. Yeah. I wanted to get to one that I just thought was like, we, we heard Kingsbury earlier talk about developing a quarterback is about understanding who the player is, right? And then coaching that person, coaching that person from a place of understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly which one this is, Landini. Perhaps it is number 16. But Joe Witt made it clear that players aren't the problem if they can't figure it out. Coaches have to make sure they can figure it out. Well, if they're struggling, um, that's our fault, okay? Um, so um, as coaches, we, we take this, the, the brunt of the 
um, the learning to make sure that once they go out there, they're playing fast. So um, I'm dyslexic, okay? So I I always talk about um, coaching the creative learner. And, and if a guy struggles to learn at times, that is our job to make sure that we teach them in many different facets and many different ways so that that guy can get it. All right, that's our job. That's what they pay us. What they pay us. They don't pay us all this money just to, to go in there and, and put it up on the board. And if certain guys can't get it, no, it's your job to make sure they can get it. And if a coach um, sits there and says he can't learn, he probably can't coach. Okay, so um, we'll we'll get these guys to understand what we want them to do and do it in a a, a, a very good manner. B. Mitch is clapping in the studio. Um, that seems different than what we heard from the previous defensive coordinator. That's that's then we heard from many people. They blame the player for not being able to get it. What I what do I talk about every Monday after games? Why are our guys still communicating when the ball's being snapped? And I've always said it: if the if it's too difficult for your guys to get, it's too damn difficult. Uh, you're not doing your job. And this guy basically said, and I'm sure his coaches all over the place telling him, "Man, shut up," because he's making their job hard now. Put the onus on them. We keep bringing all these players in, and we go, well, this guy this guy is this. This guy is that. What's the common denominator? The same damn coaching, right? Yeah. I um, It's important to know that, like, this is the time of year coaches are supposed to impress you. Nobody has, nobody has blown a coverage mm-hmm. or thrown an interception. Like, if a coach isn't impressing you right now, often can lead to problems down the road. Yeah. But sometimes coaches aren't impressive, and they still end up doing pretty well. Yeah. At least that's what we thought about Sirianni for a while, yeah, and now maybe was... that's a question. But but he got, he got him to a Super Bowl. <laughs> um, I, I also think we, we saw a I, – I don't know that vulnerability is the right thing, but just an – honest, open approach from Witt when he said when he said he you know, he's dyslexic and so that's forced him to look at things differently. Mm-hmm. I was talking with, with the Cluster Buster Kynard about that this morning. I That just really resonated with me. I've never actually like tested for dyslexia or whatever, but like I often flip my letters around and clearly I can't keep numbers straight, that sort of stuff. Or um, just stay straight. Right, like I if you had to guess there's something going on in my brain, right? <laughs> and and I'm not trying to make light of anything. Like, I think you've got to allow people to learn and and take information in however it comes to them. Not in a, this is the way to do it, and if you don't do it this way, you don't know what you're doing. And I think it seems like this staff will embrace that. At least what we've heard now yeah. from from Cliff and from Wit, and it's easy to say, I mean, let's be real, B. You take a quarterback number two overall, you're going to do whatever it takes to make that guy understand. You're going to move heaven and earth because that's what the franchise will be judged upon. Yeah. But like a fifth-round linebacker, a lot of people are like, hey, hey, fella, <laughs> figure that bleep out. Yeah. I don't care what you say. But that's the thing I told you about Coach Sounds Gibbs. different, though. Coach Gibbs was able to communicate with everybody 
because he dealt with everybody in a certain in, in the way that they can learn. Not, oh, I'm gonna just deal with you in one way. He knew that he had to go talk to Dexter in a different way than he did Charles. And he knew he had to talk to Daryl differently than he talked to me. But he was able to get out of you what you had in you. That's all they're talking about. But all these coaches that try to act like they treat everybody the exact same, BS. You don't treat everybody the same. And you shouldn't. But to try to make everyone think that they are, that's a lie to them. Make sure you can find out what makes that guy tick. Like he said he's dyslexic. It may be something that he can't, he can't get it the regular way. So you just got to be able to be attentive enough to understand what's going on with that one player. And then if you get it to it, then all of a sudden you find out he learns just like everybody else. Because you know, you found out what it was, which would also tell that player he was he cared about me some. He cared more about me than just being a player. Totally. And, and I think we will kind of see how this all shakes out, right? And it sounds great right now, but they're not going to play a game for six months. Yep. Maybe more, seven months. God, that's depressing. <laughs> but there's also clearly a relationship between Joe Witt and Dan Quinn, uh, number 19 landfill, that this thing goes beyond just football and is a real friendship. Um, first thing, it's going to sound sort of corny, but he's he's just the best human being that I've probably been around in, in football. Okay, he's Take the football coach out of it. He's a really good person. When I get to Atlanta – um, and I have to move my family down. He writes handwritten notes to my kids. I never had a head coach do that. All right, my son was struggling in football um, with a with a, a certain bl- um, block uh, blitzing scheme, and he takes time out of his day to put a video of Michael Parsons rushing on a tackle from practice to help my son um, rush on the tackle in, in 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 his practice. That's what type of dude this is. All right, so I'm all in with him. A hundred percent. And then as a coach, he allows you to be creative. He he wants that you to think outside of the box. He wants you to go uh, going into last year. I mean, this offseason, last two years in a row prior to that, 21 and 22, we were the number one team in the league for two years in a row in turnovers. You know, the first thing he told me to do, Joe, how can we get more turnovers? I want you to research. How do you get more turnovers? Because the ball is life. All right, so he's always trying to make you level up and, and, and give you the ability to think outside of the box and do it. He doesn't want to just say, hey, that's the way we've already done it. And I, I'm a believer, too. If, if, I, if I ask you a question and you say, hey, that's the way I've always done it, it can be changed, all right, because that's not a very good answer. All right, so we're going to always try to find a way to get better and level up and think outside of the box because that's what these offenses are doing. All right, the, what the, these motions and these shifts and these formations that these guys are, are, are doing that's coming from the college game, if you don't think it's outside of the box, you will, you will fall short. And so we will be um, innovative in that way. Level up sounds a little like knuckle up, Landfill. But don't he kind of like it. You remember you said the referee came over and talked to your daughters? Before yeah. that game, yeah, it changed your mindset about that referee, though. Sure, hundred percent. Dan Quinn, just hearing that, when you do the little things, you get people like the dude say, "I'm all in with him." I always say, "What to make a person run through a wall for somebody?" You get a guy and they have a son or a daughter dealing with some issues, and you take the time to do that for them, knowing how busy you are. That is when you see that football is not everything; it's what you do beyond the football. 
Hell, they all love football. They don't want to go out there. They want to practice. They're going to be meeting. But when you do something like that, that changes your whole mindset about a person. I'm pulling for him, dog. I'm pulling for him. I want to see exactly how this thing can go. And uh, I, I'm expecting big things. Say it like that. Yeah, I think we have no idea what Dan Quinn will be, right? He might be really bad at deciding when to punt and when to go for it. He might be really bad at managing the clock, two-minute warnings. Um, They might draft bad. Adam Peters might stink. We have no idea. We believe certain things. But you can tell Dan Quinn's a good dude, like, the amount of people I've talked to off the record that have said these kinds of things, and then Joe Witt telling you that on the record, he's a good person. They're coming at this the right way. Um, and I told you, I was told that people are coming here because of him. And everybody everybody now, when you hear him to a man, they like him right. as a person more yeah. than the coach. There's something to that. That says something. You know yeah. who I like as a person? Who that? Doug Cameron, because I meant to book him last night, and I did not, and I just texted him, and he said, I got five minutes right now. Doug, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. You got me in between basketball games. Oh, perfect. Um, Well, dude, I don't want to hold you up. I want you to get back (laughs) on the court. What is going on this weekend? How real is the weather? I'll tell you, it's it's a really good storm. Let me step out of the gym, so... Uh, we, we got a really good storm coming. I love the fact that this storm is a, a little clipper system. So many times these clippers don't have a whole lot of moisture with them, but this one's got some pretty good moisture with it. And I think we're going to pick up a nice little two to four inches around the city. Some locations, even in the metro, could go up to five inches. And north and west where we have the uh, winter storm warning, which is like Loudoun County, uh, western Loudoun County, Frederick County. I mean, those areas to the west could pick up upwards of four, maybe six inches of snow, possibly even more. You say, so we good, got a good, snow. You say good storm? How you put good and in here, and, All right, here you go, B-Man. He's ready a snow lover. All right, and this is what I've been talking about on the air, because even like Sean Yancey, Unyang, they don't like the snow. This is a perfect storm for everybody. The reason is because it's going to start tonight at 11 o'clock. So it, you go out to dinner, you get back home, you're safe, no problem. starts around 11 o'clock. As long as you're in by, by midnight, B-Mitch, yeah, uh, really. <laughs> you should be <laughs> – you should be fine, and then the snow works out overnight, gets out of here by 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. You wake up. It's beautiful. It really is going to be like a winter wonderland right around 8 o'clock in the morning as the sun's coming up. And then sun comes out 10 o'clock-ish and starts to melt everything off, and the roads are probably fine by 10, 11 o'clock for the most part, especially the main roads. So that's why I'm saying this is a really nice – it's going to be a really nice pretty snow. Uh, it's not going to be highly impactful. Yes, they might they might have to cancel some basketball games tomorrow, things like that at, at local schools. I'm a little worried about that. But uh, all in all, it's going to be really nice for everybody. It's not, you're you're going to be able to get out tomorrow. If you've got plans outside, you've got plans to get around town tomorrow, especially in the afternoon, you should be fine. Um, ba- I got basketball at noon. You think that's getting canceled? Not for me, for my daughter. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and, and that's, that's somebody asked me that earlier today. Uh, I think they're going to cancel a lot of those. I don't know if they – I don't know their cancellation policy. So if they cancel the morning games, can they keep the afternoon games? Or do they say, hey, guys, we got to we got to cancel everything. Right. So if they say if your game's at noon on, that should be fine. Because I, any games at 8, 9 o'clock might have a problem. So what do I have to do about the car those, uh, I got washed yesterday? <laughs> What's that? I said, what do I do about the car I got washed yesterday? Did you buy the monthly plan where you can go anytime you want? No, I didn't. I got the biggest uh, plan and got it shined oh, up. Oh, well, then you got a, yeah, and then you got a problem. So, yeah. Um, poor B. Mitch. <laughs> uh, is this good sledding snow? 
Uh, it's great sledding snow. Okay. It's great sledding snow. It's gonna it's gonna be really. It's not gonna be the best for like a snowman. Um, although if we get a bottom layer, like a, the first two hours comes down and kind of melts a little bit. If we get that bottom layer coming down and it's a little watery, uh, that would be great. The top layer is going to be kind of powdery. So that's why it's going to look so pretty. And that's also why tomorrow afternoon is going to look so different too, because the wind's going to pick up and it's going to blow everything off the trees. So if you want to take a picture, you know, get those pictures early in the morning. All right. Good stuff. Doug, what's your hoops game like? You're kind of a broad shoulder guy. Are you a, are you a bully in the lane? I'll tell you what, uh, Wednesday, I was on fire from three-point land, and uh, today the reason I'm talking to you is because I lost. Ah. So, you know, that's how it goes. Like, one day you're great, and the next day it's like, oh, my God. That is definitely how it goes. Did you watch any of the Joe Witt or Cliff Kingsbury stuff from yesterday? Did you, Do you like what you're hearing? I do like what I'm hearing. I love what you guys just said. I mean, already they're creating a culture, aren't they? Already they're creating a culture around Dan Quinn, around King Kingsbury. I mean, this, I think this is going to be – this is now it's starting to get me excited a little bit. And you know where I stood on that, JP? I wanted to see what was going on. Uh, but to see the guys that they're getting in their coaching staff and, and then to hear those guys talking about, you know, how much they want to play and how much, or how much they want to be here in, in D.C., uh, which was something that I don't think anybody said yeah. six months ago. Right. Uh, that, 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 that means a lot to me. So I love what I'm hearing from those guys. And what you guys just said, I was thinking the exact same thing yesterday, and then you guys just said it so succinctly. It's just like everybody wants to come here now to play for the guys that are at the top of the, at the, top of the heap here. Uh, all right, well, you got to get back on the court. Real snow, if you are inside the Beltway, expect two to four? Two to four, in, yeah, even inside the Beltway. I, I think even D.C. Uh, gets over two inches, and that's, down, that's downtown. So wow. this is definitely real snow, so it's, it's going to be good. And if we get a nice little boom out of it, you know, again, we could see – I know you live right by me. We could see four or five inches. Wow. Dude, wow. I'm, I'm going to be at Whitetail Sunday, so hopefully we get all that up there. Thank you. I know you're playing hoops. Thank you, you for it. making time. All right, brother. All right, guys. Talk to you soon. That's our guy, Doug Camerer, Chief Meteorologist, NBC4, giving us a scoop. It's going to snow this weekend, so be prepared, be folks. Be prepared, people. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right. Time to talk a little NBA hoops. NBA All-Star Weekend coming up. Landfill, we were going to play the contest of uh, slam dunk contest participant or Eastern European politician. We might still get to play that. Right now, though, from NBA TV, our guy, Mr. Chris Miles. Miles, what up, dude? How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Uh, you know, congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes winning the Super Bowl. So excited, excited for him getting another one in, you know? Yeah. He is that dude. Yes, he is. Who is... Of the current NBA, Miles, not of the past 
frankly, 20 years would be LeBron, but of the current NBA today, who is that dude? Sergio? I mean, there's a lot of them. Shea Gilgis, Alexander, but I'm going with Luka Doncic. There can't be a lot of Luka's them because there's guy. one that dude. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you this. I'm a, if I have to be on the record, I'm going to say Luka Doncic for this reason. First of all, you don't realize how tall he is until you're around him, right? Because he kind of plays where he looks like, oh, he, he's like Magic Johnson, Larry Bird's size. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he's also like this magician. So as you know, you know, being friends with Sham God, and uh, he works with Luke on a daily basis. And he told me, he's like, man, this dude is not just basketball. Like, he's one of these guys, like, he'll throw a piece of paper around his head and hit someone on the other side of the room when he's playing around. Or he'll give him tennis balls, and he could do, like, magic tricks. And it's just something about the way the guys are galvanized by his presence. You hear about it. You see it. Just like Steph Curry warming up, people are now going to see Luka warm up before a game because he's making trick shots. You know, he's just he's just got that stuff with him, man. I think he's one of those guys, like I said about Giannis, like I said about the Joker. He's going to win a championship. The Joker might be that guy because they can't seem to do a damn thing with the Joker. Oh, he's been that guy. That's what I'm saying. saying. I I know he's not he's not sexy, but he might be that guy. Oh, he's big, sexy baby. He's big, sexy. (laughs) Like I said, it was Giannis. You know, I I was all G's moving silence like Giannis. I was Giannis. Joker, but you asked me about the next guy, Luca the Don. Uh, very interesting, dude. So what? Uh, what is your role this weekend with all the All Star Game stuff? Do you have to work? What What do you got going on? I, I don't even know where they're going. This where is it? Minnesota or something? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. You know, okay. You know Indianapolis well, right? You know what I, I mean? Do. Combine place. Indy is a good city for events like this. I think it'll actually be fun because it's really pretty simple and centralized. Walk inside the whole uh, damn So are block. you going? Yeah. What are you doing? No, I'm actually off this weekend, which is really good, man. Good for you, dude. time with my kids and my family and stuff. Yeah, right? You know how it is. When you're in the middle of the season, you're like, hold on. Yeah. I get five days. I get five days, so I've been hooping a bit. I mean. I saw on uh, Instagram. I with Jamal Crawford yesterday. Yeah, so that's it, man. Going to enjoy you? that. Going to try to get around the golfing. Huh? Did he cook you? We were on the same team, sir. I'm uh, not going to try to guard him. <laughs> Have you seen the highlights? I'm the guy that brings the ringer to the gym. Who All guards right? him in I'm that like, situation? Well, so that the other guy in the picture is Mario uh, West. They play together for the Hawks. So typically, if you bring a pro to the gym, another pro has to beat him. That's basketball. Right, it's right, like, right. Could That's you fair. imagine guys trying to, like, a defensive back that didn't play in the NFL, like, oh, Randy Moss is going to play today. Right. Who's going there? <laughs> Come on, man. I feel, and Jamal Crawford is that. Yeah. I mean, he was a microwave. He could just score at all times, right? Well, yeah. Here's the crazy fun fact. Uh, being his friend, he told me this. He was like, you know that Michael Jordan commercial where, like, they had to get a young Mike? He's like, that was me. I was like, come on, bro. Really? That's how gifted he is. Yeah, if you go watch that commercial – that is Jamal Crawford doing the dunks and everything. That you you think it's a young Michael Jordan? That's wow. it's Jamal Crawford. That's the kind of like athleticism he has. That's good info. I, I'm gonna use that at a bar one night. Who played young Mike in the commercial? <laughs> there you go. They um, gonna be naming all kinds of people. Like, nope, Jamal Crawford. Give him my money. Gafford. <laughs> since the Wiz traded away Gafford, he's been balling for Dallas. Is that just a kind of an impact of playing with Luca? Absolutely. We. 
First of all, any time on our show we talk about the Wizards, we'd be like, man, that Daniel Gafford, he'd be great on the Phoenix Suns. He'd be great on the Dallas Mavericks. The way his motor in which he plays, I don't know if you saw that first game uh, that he debuted with the Dallas Mavericks, but they set a franchise record for his point scored in the first quarter, 47. <laughs> wow. He looked so tired from catching alley-oops. He's like, I'm not used to this. I'm not used <laughs> to a point ball passing me the ball 15 times, man. You can see the, the happiness in his face, but also the exhaustion. Um, Quickly, Miles, because this one might be complicated. We're talking with our boy Chris Miles from NBA TV. Um, you can follow him on X and Instagram, at Chris Miles TV. Uh, does Doc Rivers suck? <laughs> oh man, I, dude! What the no, hell is going on with the Bucks? Yeah, they they're, got worse. They're like three and seven or three and eight since he got there. Well, so here's the thing: their defense is technically improved. I'll start there with the positive part. I'll start with the positive part. But man, this is 25th year as a coach. This dude was like, "I'm retired. I'm gonna go do TV. You gonna pay me how much to come back and coach? How much? Eighty million dollars? Sign me back up. Yes, I will. Yes." I'm going to come do half the season, coach the All-Star game, 80 million. Yes, I'm in. I'm in. You, you sound right, like, but you sound like Chris, Chris Rock, man. But they're not really <laughs> winning. Like, what is – all right, so considering all that, right, you talk about Luka in the, in the East, it looks like it's the Celtics are going to run away with this thing. Do you see it the same way? Because the Bucks are kind of a mess right now. I'm sorry, sir. Did you forget are, who you were talking to? Are you buying Hashtag the Knicks as a real tape. contender? Hashtag Knicks tape, baby. Are you oh, buying yeah, them as a real ball. contender? Special delivery. I am irrational. Okay. I cannot <laughs> imagine if your imagine if your Commodores finally got it together. Imagine if your Commodores went sure got a real quarterback and a real coach and were playing defense and smacking people around. Knocking off Giants every week. Not the New York Giants, but, like, actual teams that were really good. That's I, what it's like being a Knicks fan right now, okay? And I it's get been that. Like There's still years. 10 games behind the Celtics. Yeah. Listen, sir. <laughs> I, first of all, you are clearly a, ha- a glass-half-empty guy. Not me. I am a glass-half-full guy. How many games have really left? I'm Mr. How many games have left? Here's how we could beat the Celtics. That's the important part. They got Porzingod, who we drafted, right? He hurt his knee, and we gave up on him. And I told Porzingis when he was with the Wizards, like, I'm happy for you, and I'm proud of you, sir, right? But he's the X factor. But you know Porzingis gets injured quite frequently. The Knicks cannot beat the Celtics if Porzingod is on the floor. But if he's out for a couple of games in the series, I really like our chances. That's where I'm at with that. But if he's not, I I should bet against him? A hundred percent. You know I do the bet shows. If for, if if Chris Porzingis, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown on the floor, there's nothing we can do with that, bro. But no Chris Tapps, let's go Knicks tape. Um, what do you like out west? Who's legit out there? I think you got four or five contending teams. And before the trade deadline, I would not have put the Dallas Mavericks uh, there. But it's really interesting because OKC and Minnesota have been one and two in the standings. But I don't, I don't think they could win at all. So I go with the defending champs, obviously, first, in the Denver Nuggets. I like the Clippers, but their thing is always health. Like, their group, the way they're playing, uh, best record since December 1st, right? Like, they just seem like they put it all together. But I'm like, all right, Kawhi Leonard, we've seen this before. 
I know he's a two-time Finals MVP, but you get to the second round, it's like, oh, his hamstring's out. Yeah, they can't win without him. So this is a group that I'm like, caveat with them more than any other team. If healthy, they could win it all and be like, whoa, I think they're still getting 25-1 to odds on winning it all. That's where I would place my money. We saw Sacramento last year make some noise. How about this year? They've fallen way back, dude. Wow. Yeah, I think if you look at De'Aaron Fox, uh, his shooting splits and his struggles month to month, he's struggling as the season progresses. And what you see from teams, like you know this in football, right? A team makes a deep playoff run or they become a playoff team. And, like, the player. Miles forgot to pay his phone bill. Yeah. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate you. I'll shoot you a text, buddy. Um, Let's do this. We got Bees coming up with his weekend picks. 1 o'clock, we're going to open up the phones for Ask B. Mitch Anything. Uh, 1.30, we have an incredibly incredible story about a really dumb lady. Nobody go anywhere. So one great thing about this song is obviously the the ties and, and the memories of A Night at the Roxbury. But also, like, I only know this as like a old school song, right? Mm-hmm. Our next guest, Mike Beasley, probably danced to this song at the clubs when it was new. Bees, do you yeah, remember? We trying to call Bees out? old, man. Bees, yeah, he trying to call you old, man. What the hell wrong with him? I don't know, but he's pretty accurate. I don't think he was out when I was up. Uh, it wasn't even at the disco yet, actually. So, <laughs> uh, I bet you were at the Mirage dancing to that joint with big old puffy hair and like a pink silk shirt on. <laughs> Yeah, we had a place called Mr. G's, and we'd go down, and that was probably on there. Uh, that was a disc what they had off of uh, Sahara and uh, Las Vegas. Nah, I think it was Las- Boulder Highway, I think it was, in the middle of nowhere. It's right in the middle of the city now. So, it's uh, yeah, it was definitely a long, long time ago. <laughs> Dude, so we Way were, back, I said. We, we were all out in Vegas last week together, and, and we all raised a little bit of hell and had some fun. Um, what's it like for you to go back home? to the city you grew up in, and just see what it has become now. It's it's actually really cool because you know you can go to different landmarks, and I know we we're kind of pinched on time, but end of the day, there's really some some old-school bars to go to. Piero's is one of them, which is the uh, is where the mob used to hang out. Even uh, where the uh, Live Golf Tour was, they played at the Las Vegas Country Club. The homes that were surrounding that uh, country club is where all the mob guys live back in the, you know, the 50s and the 60s. I mean, it's uh, wow. it's old school. There's a lot of really cool cool places to go to that people don't see when you're on the strip. We never did because I was taking an Uber down the uh, hallway, so it doesn't really matter for me. <laughs> Dude, is, is that country club when in casino when the plane lands on the fairway? Is that, like, should that technically have been Vegas country club? Uh, yeah, that's it. That's, That's wild. It. That's really cool. Um, all right, dude. So three day weekend coming up. Now football is over, and it's a tough. You know, it's thank tough. goodness. Well, I'm not into it. I I love betting football. Everything else is is not even secondary. It's like fifth place to me. Um, but that Are doesn't mean I'm gonna me? stop. I'm not kidding you. You like betting NASCAR and stuff, dude. Uh, guess that's guess what I'm giving out today. <laughs> is it Daytona this weekend? It, it, it's a Super Bowl of NASCAR. How do you not know that? Yeah, Everyone JP. knows that. Hold you on. don't know that. Hold on. For the record, <laughs> I said, is it Daytona this weekend? That meant I was right. You're right. Okay, okay, okay. I knew. Um, that's it. You, um, had to watch the, you had to watch the race last night then, the two races, the duels, to I, get you into the uh, Did not. Daytona? Had to work. Sorry. 
It was at it was at five o'clock at night. No, seven o'clock. Seven and eight thirty, I think it was the two races. I missed them. You G- missed them. Give us some picks. So here we go. So I am giving NASCAR. There's some. Uh, what I saw was really good last night. Was the Toyota manufacturer was really good. If you take the manufacturers, you can take Toyota plus two forty to win the Daytona. Hamlin's real good. Uh, Truex is good. Uh, a big dog that I like in the race, and I want you to play him as um, straight up. Plus 6,500 is uh, Daniel Suarez. going to be the first international driver to win Daytona 500. Car looked good last night. Got kicked back a little bit. Solid car. Denny Hamlin had race two. He got uh, he got swiped at the end by his actually teammate, Ricky Bell. Um, so I like him at plus 1,000. I like Toyota plus 240. I like Suarez plus 6,500. And I also like Suarez to finish in the top five. It, at eight to one, so plus eight hundred. So that's what I like in the Daytona. Uh, moving to college hoops, two games. Uh, there's a couple games I like out there. Uh, two of them are going today. I like Villanova uh, against a absolutely um, horrific Georgetown team, minus nine and a half tonight. Hey, bees. And I have. Are, are you surprised how bad Georgetown is? Like we knew I it am, was a rebuild, thought- but they're bad. I, you're right. I just saw when they got a new coach in there and everything like that, that the environment would change. And, boy, it's it's almost kind of similar to what UNLV went through for – it was like about a, t- a decade of, where we had zero in basketball after Tarkanian left. And it took, you know, a couple of big coaches that came in there. Like, they lasted about five or six years after that. But then they just hit a, you know, really soft spot. They're still kind of in the rebuilding program. You very seldomly see them. I do think they get into uh, – the tournament this year, though. So, as I listen to you guys not be able to name any um, teams from the West Coast yesterday, that was very nice of you we guys. We were able to name them, for the record. We got <laughs> we got there. All right. Um, so, you got to lay the points against the Hoyas. 100 NASCAR bets. I kind of like yeah. – I didn't know you could just bet on a manufacturer, like Toyota, Ford, Chevy. See, I'm here to educate, baby. Educate. I like one more <laughs> hoops game tonight. Columbia minus 8.5 against a horrible uh, Dartmouth team. So how do you get to uh, how do you get to betting Ivy League basketball on a Friday night? In did the he big say city? he betting on Coach Gibbs race team or not? He's a Toyota guy. Okay, yeah, that is say, Coach Gibbs. All right, I was about to have a problem with you, bees. Um, he's got Hamlin. He's got Truex. He's got uh, he's got a good team. He's he's been a big big player, if not the biggest player in NASCAR over the last. Uh, Decade, I say at least maybe two decades. The man he's is been a winner, super dog. strong. He's well, a winner. It used to he be, is. It used to be Gibbs and Hendricks. Has Hendricks kind of fallen off? Uh no, they've got a good team too. I mean, it's between those guys. Hendricks has a good team. Really, the top two teams in uh in NASCAR right now. All because Hendricks has four drivers. Uh, Gibbs has, I want to say, four drivers too. Three that run full time, and one that runs part time. And why I know all this is almost embarrassing to keep talking about it. <laughs> It's because you're a DJ and you bet on NASCAR all the yeah, time. all the damn time. Um, and that gets you back to your first question. Why are you betting on the Ivy League? So. Yeah. But, like, how does your research land you with Columbia versus Dartmouth? So when I look at these things, and that's why I lost to you guys, and I, I went against uh, Denton Day the other day with Detroit. I looked to bet against these teams. They're in the, the, the ten worst teams in, in basketball. Dartmouth is one of those teams. Um, so – you know, that's that's just kind of where I fall. So, And I am going to be taking, I want to say it's Indiana-Fort uh, Wayne or Purdue-Fort Wayne. 
against Detroit to get my money back, by the way. They're, uh, Detroit's at home. They will not win two in a row. They'll probably be about a seven-point dog. No lines out at this point that I can find. But I will be going back against Detroit again, one in 26. How do I lose against a team that loses 27 games? I mean, Almost like my Super Bowl record. Didn't want to listen to him, man. Didn't want to listen to him. I mean, you, not only did You're you. six and 35 now, right? Not only did. Six, six and 35 is correct. Bees disagree with the information Denton gave us. He called me to explain why Denton was wrong. <laughs> He's one like, and eight this team. They're one and eight at home against the spread. I can't make that play. I'll take my lumps, and I took it. We all so. made it. We all made it all the way to the bank. What do you got going on this weekend, two, Beasley? I. Uh, we're, we got some snow. We've got uh, boys to men tonight in the house, so we'll be rocking at uh, MGM. Nice. And then really just kind of be at the casino. We got some uh, bad weather, I think, coming in tonight, so might cause a little slowness at the casino, but not too much. I think it all clears out. Now will, I'm a weatherman. Will man. you stay there? I predict everything. If the weather What's gets that? bad, will you stay there? I could. I don't think it's coming in until later. Um, but if it was really Around 12 bad, o'clock yeah, is you know, coming. MGM does a really good job about taking care of their employees. If the weather gets too bad, they'll go ahead and they'll set aside like a ballroom. If we, you know, if we're out of rooms and stuff, they'll, you know, put us some, you know, we got all those rollaway beds and stuff that we can put people in so they don't get uh, put themselves in danger of driving. All right, you owe me fifty bucks from the Detroit bet. Um, oh, blah 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 hold on, hold blah, on, blah. Hold on, I'm giving you a double or nothing, and I know you'll take it. Let's set up a ruler, either my house or your house, and we'll set a total on the snow. Ooh, okay, okay, I like it. Um, Snow bet. I'm gonna say you do it. You do it at your house, and I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take over four and a half inches. Over four and a half inches at my house. They say three to five. So I'm I'm giving you the bonus here. I will send you a picture. I'll send you a picture of the ruler. We'll agree to it. Uh, Consider that action booked, sir. Thank you as always. Go Toyota. Y'all need help, dude. (laughs) See you guys. That's our guy, Bees. All right, it's I'm that time. The, I'm going to bring the sofa and the psychiatrist. You get to ask an NFL legend anything. Ask B-Mitch anything. 800-636-1067. Phone lines now open. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.